0: Lovelies. And welcome to another edition of LGBT in the ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, uh, and I am back from WrestleMania week in Los Angeles uh, to uh, bring to you our first sh- post WrestleMania week show Um today of course we're talking about effie's big gay brunch 6 uh with a uh, frequent guest to the show uh patches chance I brought patches back to to run through this uh amazing um chaotic violent beautiful event that went down on on saturday morning at the ukrainian cultural center um I was there in person, patches watching on the broadcast on fight. and um, we talk about our experiences um, watching the show and and all of the the matches and stories and amazing moments that came out of it from top to bottom. Uh, really was an amazing event to experience finally for the first time. Uh, the same can be said for a lot of what I did down in Los Angeles. This is my first mania week. Proper Mania Week Um, And, you know, I was I bopped around to a lot of places For about five days down there Uh, Saw a whole lot of shows From great companies Um, Obviously GCW, but, you know Also popped over and saw some of What Circle 6 had going over there Saw, you know Tokyo Joshi Pro and Impact And New Japan And uh, and Relentless, representing for My Pacific Northwest people up here And countless other events and, and shows uh, that were outstanding the gay young classic was the spot to be uh friday night i will say uh shout out to lady barrica for that outstanding event and got to meet so many awesome people that i either like knew online or you know friends that i have made before and had to reconnect and it was just a really awesome experience all around and um I'm very, very thankful to have experienced it. Obviously, by the sound of my voice, you can tell that I definitely picked up something while I was down there. Uh, Luckily, it's not COVID. Tested twice, negative two times, so definitely not that. But you know, just yeah, I I I, I liken it to the the con crud that you would get going to any other convention like that, where you're just in uh, rooms with a whole bunch of people and you're just surrounded by thousands of people, um, cumulatively over the course of all of the things that you go to and you're, you're likely going to pick up something here and there, but luckily it wasn't COVID this time. Um, so yeah, just really awesome. I sacrificed my body <laughs> for this and I, I was very, very thankful to have the opportunity to do it and, you know, Crossing fingers that we'll be able to do it again in Philly next year because it definitely is an experience unrivaled uh, for for a wrestling fan. Uh, And we'll talk a bit more about um, some of the other stuff That, that I saw on, on other shows I don't know how many shows we're going to be doing Coming out of WrestleMania week One because I don't know how many shows my voice can take At this moment I'm still trying to rest it As well as the rest of my body um, Coming out of the week And you know I'm recording this right here On uh, on Thursday uh, <laughs> And I'm still Just feeling that trash but uh, uh, sacrifices are made for for the joyous things in life at times, and very happy to uh, to make that sacrifice. I will shout out the uh, the out in the ring screening on Sunday. All the people that came out to check out the documentary and all the. Guests on the panel that we had, you know, Paul Del Mar, Tex Green, Danny Jordan, Effie Perro, um, not to mention you know the director Rye and uh, the uh, producer Brad for the film. Like, just it was an amazing experience. Thank you to everybody that came out to see the film and hung out at the after party for a little while. It was lovely to meet all of you as well and uh yeah i I can't wait for more people to have an opportunity to see the film it is truly a powerful piece of uh piece of media right there um before we get into my conversation with patches about the big gay brunch um i do want to address something publicly uh that kind of happened over the weekend as well and has kind of bore out into this week too um and I wanted to wait, one of the reasons why the show is coming out on Friday is because I wanted to wait until um, I felt it was the right circumstance to f- to speak publicly about this because um, it's, you've been paying attention to um, some of the news around Outsports right now where I cover pro wrestling. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of uproar over uh, one of the site's co-founders, Sid Ziegler um comments made uh on Twitter last week um, in regards to, you know, praise of Ron DeSantis. Um even some people going so far as to say that his tweets like tacitly endorsed Ron DeSantis. And that kinda led into a deluge of tweets where people started believing that uh that Outsports as a whole uh was endorsing or supportive of, of Ron DeSantis and so much so that I had, you know, people that I didn't even know reaching out to me on social media before I even knew what the situation was asking, you know, all these questions and and stuff like that. And, you know, myself and and the rest of the Outsports team, I think we, we've stayed quiet on this because we wanted an opportunity to talk to Sid and uh, as a team uh, before we, we spoke publicly but um, I can I can say right now, just for myself and my own public statement around this situation, um, Sid's statements um, that were made Thursday, and, and some of which have been deleted since then, um, definitely do not reflect my uh, political leanings. Uh, they definitely do not reflect my beliefs um, and that sort of thing. They don't reflect... More importantly, they don't reflect those about sports as a whole, um, and the the conflating of the two has been an extremely frustrating thing to to deal with. Um, I know that you know people want answers, people demand answers at times, but like sometimes we need time to to handle these things in, in the way that we choose to. And you know, I just want you to know that like any period of silence there from myself was not anything of, you know, uh, affirmation by absence or anything like that. I wholeheartedly condemn Ron DeSantis and all of the various um, fights that he has brought to not just the queer community uh, or specifically the trans community in the state of Florida and what he has empowered around this country through um, the policies and the rhetoric that he has utilized in those um, combative ways, but you know, also his attacks against um, education, his attacks against uh, the African American community, his attacks against uh, women's rights, and and you know, so many countless others, uh, the rights to peaceful protest. Now, like there are so many things uh, that I find abhorrent about him personally that I could never dream of having any inkling of support for him in my body. He is the exact person, a representative of the exact kind of people that outsource was created to fight against, that I myself fight against through whether it's my my coverage through my job or my own personal advocacy. Um, you know, like it that that is so far from my beliefs. And I will say it, it was severely disappointing to see um, what Sid tweeted. And I know there's more that um, that I'm sure there's going to be more that I say about the situation. There's going to be more that other people say about this situation. Um, there's more that Sid is probably going to say about the situation, but I will leave those statements for them to make because um, that is not my place. But for myself, that's, that's where I stand. Like it was disappointing to see. It was frustrating to see, Sid's comments do not reflect the spirit of Outsports as a whole, and I just ask that listeners of the show and people that have trusted Outsports for the twenty-plus years that it has been around, in terms of um, highlighting our community and advocating for our community within the sports world, um, that you understand that that I remain dedicated to the mission of Outsports, and um, you know I understand if that broken trust over the last week, it has impacted your desire to engage without sports. I, I completely understand that. And I know that it's going to take a lot of work for that to change. And hopefully um, you'll understand that one, one person does not embody the entire site and that, um, that you'll continue to um, offer support to the site as a whole and all of us that are continuing to fight through um the coverage that we do there. Um yeah. Just had to get that off of off of my chest. It's been weighing on me for seven days now. Um it's it's been rough um to trying to understand and navigate all of this. So I, I appreciate y'all listening and and uh yeah that's that's where I'll leave it for now. Um but with that let's uh, jump into my conversation with patches and let's dive right in to that juicy juicy omelet that is Big Gay Brunch Six. What's up guys, gals and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the ring. I'm very pleased uh to have as my guest this week helping to run through all of the uh craziness and intrigue and story and violence that was on display at uh the gayest pro wrestling party of the year the effie's big gay brunch six at uh, the collective during wrestlemania weekend please welcome back uh from let them wrestle one patches chance how you doing patches
1: good 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 to be here thank you for having me back and, always uh, yeah it can you believe we're on Big Gay Brunch six?
0: It's it's wild to think about, right? Like to I mean, see I remember where the
1: first one, and I mean, it had some struggles. Um, some of them were that that pandemic that we had that still have is happening.
0: Yep. But at the same time, like it it jump started this thing in such a wild, wild way, and to see yeah. we're now at at a sixth one. Um, is, I don't know, like, it's just, I love seeing the longevity of it, and I love that it's still continuing to grow as well, because, like, yeah. you know, this was the it's... first time that the Big Gay Brunch sold out as well, mm-hmm. which is wild to think about, and then to see all of the, the the people on this show that have been on previous brunches, and then all of the new people on on the show as well. Um, yeah, some of the so people, um, and something that
1: is really nice to see is the way that Big Gay Brunch has kind of grown in its role. Because I think at first, it was really just, we need to prove we're here. And, and you know, for the people who aren't paying attention the people who aren't looking, show that, you know, queer people are here and are a part of this industry. Whereas, you know, now we're on Big Gay Brunch 6, it's, you know, the people who were barely trying to get their name out there and showcase themselves the first one. They're the veterans at this one. They're the mainstays who've been here for six gay brunches, you know, or as many of those as they could, how the chips fell. And now we've got even more new talent coming in. And this works as a combo where you get to see some of these biggest names that we've had that have been there that are, you know, pioneers today as the industry continues to grow But you're also seeing new faces who now get to showcase themselves on a stage like this because Big Gay Brunch is drawing more eyes now than it was at the beginning because it's continued to have this this allure
0: to it. Yeah, and it can in in the same way that it's drawing eyes, it's growing its audience across various demographics. You know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a party for the queers, right? But at the same time, you're pulling in like so many other people uh, outside of our community that are recognizing the power of what this event is Absolutely. and, and recognizing it for the outstanding wrestling show that it is too, just beyond the, the rainbow clad motif of everything, you know? Um, Cause that's mm-hmm. the one thing about the big gay brunch and a lot of the other like pride events that we've seen is that like, yes, it's about celebrating our community, but it's at the core of it, just about putting on a really fucking great wrestling show. Yeah, it's about more than wrestling, but it is also
1: still about wrestling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a great show with a lot of talent, top to bottom, all over this card. And the nice benefit of that is that not only do we get to see queer people enjoying this sport and kind of showing what they can do, they're really, really good.
0: Yes, yes, they are. And we will get into all of those really, really good people. Here as we kind of run through this card from uh, from Saturday morning, um, but before we get there, I have to ask, like you know, what was there anything else from from Mania weekend that uh, that kind of caught your eye from from where you were watching at home? Um, there's a lot of
1: indie stuff that I haven't had the chance to get through yet, just because the nature of WrestleMania weekend, you know, hundreds of hours of content probably. And it'll take us all time to kind of get to what we need to get to. But one thing that I did get a chance to watch some of was For the Culture. And uh, specifically, the I can't remember everyone that was in it, but there was an early show Scramble um, that Darius Carter really dominated. Yes. And getting to see Darius Carter really just on his game, like he always is. He's never off his game really, um, but really getting that spotlight even more. And uh, shout out to Darius Carter and Faye Jackson for that pile driver spot. Mm. Uh, I'm slowly building out, let them Wrestle's social media presence. Uh, we're mostly, we've mostly been on Twitter up to this point, but as Elon continues to break whatever's left of what we hope to salvage as a platform, uh, I have to reluctantly try and find ways to, you know, give us a presence elsewhere just in case. Um, one of which has been TikTok and a week ago, we probably had two or 300 followers on TikTok. And then I posted the clip of the pile driver that Darius Carter did to Faye Jackson. I think it's up to like 195,000 views. Damn. Um, and then I followed that with Bad Bunny getting his ass beat on Raw, which is up to <laughs> like 500,000 views. <laughs> so Faye Jackson, Darius Carter, and Bad Bunny have given us a whole ass account basically <laughs> we've <laughs> built our brand on those i dig it and and it's working so you know that shows you know it's it was a crazy moment in that match and the internet reacts like the internet reacts but it is great to see that for whatever reason they are drawing eyes and hopefully that will make more people go what what is this show what's for the culture what is this GCW tag that you left what is what are these people who are they and go looking and hopefully that will bring new fans in in whatever way it can
0: well, that's always the goal, right It's always yeah. the goal to keep spreading the word of these uh, outstanding shows that are built for communities that have not been represented historically in pro wrestling or have not been represented well in yeah not been represented properly yeah and they're now fucking doing it on their own damn terms yeah Um, the
1: other big thing i really have to shout out from that show with uh brian keith and two cold scorpio oh god yes just absolutely tore the house down um i am always gonna sing the praises of brian keith i've seen him for a long time on the houston scene uh and grow into the kind of international and national star that he's becoming now which is great to see always representing houston too along the way representing swish a house uh <laughs> truly repped by them and yeah it's just it's great to see him get that moment and too cold scorpio is every bit of a thousand and twenty-five years old and looks 45 and wrestles like he's 25 so you do the math
0: yes i mean that that match was the first time i got to see brian keith live and oh, uh yeah. And, the, yeah. the entrance, the
1: entrance is special, isn't it?
0: Motherfucker, yes.
1: It's, there's <laughs> there's a special like vibe to a Brian Keith entrance live that doesn't click until you're there. Nah. That, that and especially like it's, I imagine it was off the charts in LA, but personally, that entrance with a Houston crowd.
0: Oh, I can imagine
1: nobody's not singing (laughs) there there might only be 150 people in that tiny warehouse but all of them are screaming at the top of their lungs
0: (laughs) oh god i love it now i have to go see a a show with him on it in houston i need to go to a new a new texas show one day one day yes cross i have a lot of places to hit now according to the people that i saw in la sorry
1: texas they've got a um, big show this Saturday, uh, Fistful of Dollars, which card looks absolutely amazing. I've been playing to go for it for a while and it's they've gotten, uh, you know, their previous venue was good and has its value for what it's, it's done, but they've managed to secure a nicer and bigger venue for this show, which was a long time in the works. And so that's a big step up for them and hopefully should be a big step up in the scene because, Now, even more of like people in the greater Houston area can hopefully make their way out to the show because it's being held at the Pasadena Convention Center's Campbell Hall, which is a a much more significant venue in this area. So I'm sure that will be a fantastic show. I'm very much looking forward to Brian Keith also looking forward to seeing uh, Buzzsaw Samuels and Rachel Rose are going last person standing after Buzzsaw turned on Rachel. After they lost the tag titles. Mm. So some very interesting things happening there.
0: Okay. I'll have to check that show out then.
1: Uh, intergender Last Person Standing always has my attention. I'm into it. So. <laughs> and and I know they know each other well. They're going to beat the piss out of each other. So.
0: That's what you want. That's what you yeah. want from Last Person Standing. It's always that.
1: <laughs> so So that should be good. I'm looking forward to being at that one.
0: Yes, for sure. All right, let's get, let's get into the big game brunch. Obviously we have an opening match, but before we got there, we had a lovely, lovely moment in the ring with um, Effie, Poyle Del Mar, J Rose, and the absolute fucking legend, Susan Tex Green, Um, you know, Effie and then bringing her into the ring, letting her kind of share part of her story, um, you know, about, you know, Coming out in 1967, being out in wrestling, but still having to be closeted in wrestling because of influences during the era that she was in. And it all gets interrupted by AC Mack because yeah. of course it does. <laughs> because of
1: course it does. Um, it was it was such a great moment. And, you know, getting to see her, you know, talk about her history and get her flowers in that moment. And uh I cannot wait to get to see Out in the Ring when it gets a, you know, comes little wider to the masses because i know she is kind of an anchor of that film um yes but i mean yeah we we talk about pioneers and it's a word that means a lot and it is true of a lot of people in today's industry but even on a deeper level you know a pioneer of decades ago um a pioneer of a time before we could even process what queer wrestling has become long before you know really being able to be truly openly herself in such a rough era is the queer elder stories are so important and need to be told like this. And so hey, it was yeah. it was great to see her there. And I I was all for AC Mac coming out because she beat his ass. <laughs> caught it on the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and AC Mac talked his shit because that's what he does and he's real good at it. And and then he made the mistake of bowing up to every bit of ready to throw hand sixty nine year old Tex Green, and <laughs> and she popped him in the face.
0: <laughs> yes, it was a a wonderful wonderful moment to see. And you know, and at the screening of Out in the Ring that that uh, that we did at the Q and A, like I think it was a big topic was the fact that you know we don't always get to hear the stories of our elders in the community because our elders don't like sometimes they yeah. just don't they just don't survive um, those experiences
1: this is slightly off topic but it, it really is a strong thing that made me think of this so have you listened to uh do you remember when snoop Dogg did a snoop lion album called yes yes so there's a documentary about the making of that album um, it is a little hard to find now. I think it's only on like Amazon and Apple, like via purchase. It's it's not really on streaming right now. So um, unfortunately, there's not an easy place I can point for people to find it if they want to watch it themselves. But the timing of the creation of that album was basically Snoop being overwhelmed by the violence he was seeing and like people he was losing and people that were close to him that were going and that he wanted to embrace peace and love and positivity for an album. And understand the roots of reggae culture for the album. And so the entire album is filmed, or the entire album is made, and the documentary is filmed in Jamaica. Um, they go to Jamaica, speak to Bunny Whaler and a lot of these big important names and reggae roots and history um, while they're there. And the creation of this happened to be shortly after Nate Dogg passed away. And so Snoop and a lot of people involved in that, you know, scene were very overwhelmed and very much coping with and grieving the loss of Nate Dogg. And while they were doing the album, one of Snoop's cousins was with him while they were filming in Jamaica and Snoop's cousin's nephew passed away. And they got the news while they were recording the album and filming this documentary and and grieving and doing all that. And that led into one of the songs which was ashtrays and heartbreaks which got written by one of the writers i can't remember her name they had a large team of writers there, helping with the creation of this album and kind of dealing with the the pain of grief and losing you know these people that mean a lot to us and the opening kind of line from the album is from an interview from the documentary it's it's a uh, the as used to open up the album as snoop saying we lose in so many people and we want to love them while they're here because a lot of the way, a lot of the times they don't get loved until they're gone. And he's saying, you know, himself, he's saying the only way to get love is to give love. And I want to be loved while I'm here. And I want other people to be loved while they're here. And, you know, getting to see Susan get this moment, that that's so important because she knows now the you know whatever doubts and fears we have of our own then we wonder you know whether we've made an impact whether what we've done was enough she now gets to have that you know moment that confirmation that affirmation that your work your struggle was not in vain that you have helped push us forward and we are here and we love you for it
0: yeah yeah it is it's it's a beautiful sight to see, to see her back in a ring with a, a sold out crowd, like chanting her name, chanting mm-hmm. "Texas gonna kill you, Texas kind of kill you, At and AC you fight.
1: fucked up and all that shit." It was great. yeah,
0: like I like, I feel like this this whole week for for her, and I didn't get to spend a ton of time with text but you know we had a a, a couple conversations here and there on on sunday Mm -hmm. and um it it really felt like you know she she felt the impact of it like she felt she felt the moment you know yeah and and she was very very proud to to be there for for those moments
1: and in the moment of you know her getting to interact with ac back on the show something that absolutely added to it is that she looks like she's having the time of her life. Oh, yes. Just, just absolute having so much fun. Yes. And and so is AC back. You can tell. <laughs> um, he's, he's absolutely enjoying being the asshole in this moment, and he's playing his part
0: perfectly. <laughs> he's he's very good at it. Yeah, it's, it's his skill. So... <laughs> No, uh, it, it was an awesome moment, and of course, I have to. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the lovely Linda Carter uh, oh, homage yeah. the, for Pollo
1: The Poyo. Wonder Woman reveal was was yes. so good. Yes, it was so just, very just good. As and as Effie said, tens across the board. Exactly,
0: and I know how important that was to Pollo as well. You know, Polio yeah. has talked about Linda Carter being such an influence for for her. So it was awesome to see. Yeah. But, of course, this all leads into our opening match, which features AC Mack taking on uh, Jay Vidal, uh, Richie Coy, and Honest John. Now, I have to ask, because, you know, in talking before we jumped on here, I know there were some there are some new people and some people that were, you were less familiar with. I have to ask, how did Richie Coy and Honest John land with you in this match? Um, I am a huge Richie Coy mark now. <laughs> uh, uh, Honest
1: John was also fantastic, but... I am sold down the river to Richie Coy. <laughs> um, yeah, this this was a great match. Uh very clearly, you know, AC Mack and Jay Vidal being the the mainstays, the bigger stars here, and honest John and Richie Coy getting, you know, their kind of showcase. And it was it was an absolutely fire opener. It's just just balls to the wall action um from all of them. And yeah, this was the The most I've seen of Honest John and Richie Coy for sure, and they absolutely impressed me.
0: Yeah, I I was so excited to see them get get a spot on this card. There's a number of people that I was excited to see get a spot on this card. Remember, the matches yeah. were announced, but you know Richie, you know, and Richie, both Richie and John, you know, they are they are local to to socal local to the la area mm-hmm. um they've been building names there as well as in las vegas you know with pride style and, and versus pro and um and it's just been really awesome to see them really start to come into more of their own I you know john is also pretty active in arizona as well and, and okay. it's yeah. really cool to see there too but but yeah like it was just really awesome to see them get this opportunity especially to get into the ring with the two people that they did because yeah. you know uh, john earned his spot on this show by defeating effie at, at a show in um in socal i believe and um it was a show in california at least and um you know richie I had already impressed at the uh, the Santino Bros show California love that opened the collective on mm-hmm. uh, on Friday or Thursday one of the days the days one run the together days. yeah Th-
1: Thursday Friday one of those
0: exactly so i was really it was I was just very, very happy to see both of them get that spot in there and then to mix it up with people like AC Mack, you know, former world champion, historic world champion. Yeah. Um, And as he noted after the match, QWI number one. Yeah. Highest twenty-two Highest LGBT ranked.
1: wrestler in the world in the QWI.
0: Yes. And, of course, Jay Vidal, who, of course, the I stands for Impact. Of course. Yes. So, I don't know. Um, they, and they is- held their own.
1: It is nice to see Jay Vidal get to have a fantastic show where he doesn't have to throw himself off a of balcony. <laughs> um, doesn't I, doesn't I, have to I, or doesn't uh, want to? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, ask him. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, as much as I adore getting to see those moments when they happen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to see that that's kind of, I think the nature of these shows is, younger talent tend to make the more reckless calls and I get it as part of the game um, and so fortunately you know obviously he was fine when he did uh, back in the day but it is cool to see his character continue to evolve um, and you know make a different kind of impact exactly one, and, a, um, one sorry. doesn't come off from quite as high a jumping point <laughs> While still being plenty impactful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although we still did get a little bit of that with the finish here with Mac hitting a Mac 10 off the fucking top rope on Richie Coy. That was a wild finish. Yeah. Um,
1: And yeah, a very, very strong finish and great showing for everyone involved here. Uh, This match was also, I have this in just kind of my random notes that I noticed uh, at that point, the referee had a pride GCW logo yes which is
0: a small touch but I like it yes it was a, I, I noticed um, that as well that was really cool to see
1: and I do want to call out uh this is something that's small but I think would have improved um is they should be more standardized with using pronouns in entrance chirons. yes enjoy I wrestling am- does this they're very good about this um and, you know, the the commentary was fantastic. They did their best. And I know a live show that's this long, it's, it's tough. Um, but so, like, there were no issues with that. And there were really no issues throughout in that way in any way. But it's a small thing. I think doing, you know, a social media handle and pronouns should be standard, personally.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that, especially for shows like this, you know, yeah. like it, it should be, it should just be a, a thing it, for, it that should all be for every too. show, but especially yeah.
1: inclusive focused shows. I think that's absolutely kind of, it's, it's an important step to make. Um, yeah. and that's, you know, presumably someone with GCW's production team and they did great job on the graphics. Everything was great. And so, yes, shout not, out
0: GPW. Not, not that word. not
1: calling them out in all really. In any way i have no issues with them but i think that's a step that could have been taken that i hope to see if future shows
0: yeah and we will take a moment here to shout out uh gopro wrestling like that that production team just killed yeah, it the, the entire week. production was off
1: the charts it was fantastic
0: yeah it was so good but you're right though that is something that should be added and in the building like because i haven't gone back to watch the the, the fight right, broadcast so, yet so
1: you didn't get to see the entrance chirons. um i know they're they've made yeah. a lot of advances in in augmented reality but let's let's be realistic um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I don't, but i don't expect them to hologram it in for the live crowd <laughs> no 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 i don't at all but it, but it's but in the in, in the crowd though like yeah like I, I there wasn't any instances of anybody getting stuff wrong there which yeah. is great and and i assume knowing you know veda and val being on the call yeah, like that they're, that they're both would, fantastic so yeah. no
1: expectations of anything going poorly Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, But yes, AC Mag gets the win here. Shouts out my list. Thumbs up AC all the time on that. I love. I love whenever this it it becomes a bragging storyline thing. It's fun a little bit. It's so good. Yeah, I I imagine it's very surreal for you. It very much so. Even in the building, I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. He says it out loud,
1: and 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 off to the side. (laughs) They're like, "What do? Am I? Should I react? Should I cheer? Is that?" corny
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sit on my hands and just enjoy this moment for myself
1: yeah that's all i'm gonna do <laughs> um yeah yeah very very fun opener big win for ac mac and okay. uh right into the next one uh so Oof. i knew i knew a little bit of this card going in i didn't look at the card before i watched mm-hmm. so a lot of these i'd forgotten about or i couldn't remember for sure who was facing who so of course when it's oh this is kita murray and devon Monroe. oh this one's gonna fuck
0: hell yeah it is <laughs> um
1: and i just got completely lost in the match i have, I have very few notes about this one the, honestly it's, that's it's, what's it's a good it's it's, so it's, yeah good. go for it um yeah. so kita spends a lot of the early part i know working the legs and you know always an understandable move for trying to take out an agile performer but I mean, even more so, Devon Monroe has such long, dangerous, deadly legs that accentuate and you know add power to a lot of his moves. And so it's a very smart call for Keita to focus like that.
0: Exactly. Especially knowing how much of Devon's, you know, offensive repertoire is influenced by Lucha. You know, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of springboard stuff. There's, there's a lot, a of, lot of
1: there's a lot of rope work.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like it makes sense for, for Kita to go for the to go for the knee to, to kind of ground Devon a bit. Yeah. But Devon is undeterred and, and determined to continue to rock Keita to his core until we get to the two most blatant low blows in front of a referee I have seen in quite some time. And yeah knowing it's, it's GCW, like
1: exactly. Um yeah. and I mean, yeah, this was a great match throughout. Uh and I really I think I just kind of, I kind of said this a moment ago, but I really want to highlight that Devon has a lot of like crazy moves and great moves, but even more so, what I think I love most about watching Devon Monroe work is that the simple moves feel six stars above what they Mm. should be. Yes, That he has a way of, of, you know, using the right motion and using the right impact at times and using his legs to make really basic stuff. Looks special and extra impactful, and it absolutely was on display throughout this. And is contrasted really well to Keita's style, especially in this match, which is a lot more grounded, a lot more keep it my own pace and try and slow you down. But you can't entirely slow back Black's excellence down.
0: No, you cannot. And another thing I like to point out about Devon is that like he his selling is. So oh yeah, so good.
1: it takes everything like he's been shot with a cannon.
0: Yes, exactly. It it's a it's a thing to hang your hat on, Devon, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and of course, and
1: yeah, we yeah. we wrap up with Keita just going, Well, just just low blow and one more. And the referee staring right at him. <laughs> just looking at him like, Come on, man.
0: Yes, and then he lands that FYF and uh and gets the and gets the pinfall win over Devon here to uh to continue his uh his success at the big game brunch yeah. now um yeah like and there's honestly there's not there's so many great things i can say about both of these people and the the match itself was was a whole lot of fun and and it fit perfectly with the idea of you know Keita's character you know Keita you know, being as vicious as he is but getting so frustrated that nothing he's doing is working against Devon that he has to resort to just going to kicking low yeah. to to get any kind of opening to to finish yeah, Devon off
1: it's and it's it's a way of wrapping things up that you know makes both of them look strong in their character that it it's a finish that fits them both perfectly and both of them come out looking great and can carry that into whatever's next for them
0: exactly and and you know these are two mainstays of the big game brunch at this point like i am excited to see you know i'm assuming we're probably going to get one during all-out weekend and i hope both of them are on that card too yeah so open. yeah well our next match is uh, this one was was interesting for for me uh as well just because um sandra moon is someone who you know a lot of us are very, very familiar with, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steph DeLander. Steph DeLander, who has turned herself into the latest menace of GCW. Yeah. Um. Which alongside I mean, Matt course, Cardona. I was going to
1: say the the most effective way to identify yourself right out of the gate as a menace is to be on Cardona's side that's that really communicates everything that people need to know right away
0: yes it definitely does but like this is a moment for you know and we're going to see this a little bit later on in the show too like um a moment where uh, someone who had spent some time in wwe and you know had not necessarily in the same way that like um Someone like a Jake Atlas who had been in WWE during basically during this entire boom period for for queer pro wrestling and then got to experience it after he came out of that, like Steph missed part of that, you know, during her time portraying Portia uh, Portia, uh, Parada. Yeah. And now coming back onto the indie scene. And being located and based out of the U.S. now, seeing her get the chance to be on one of these shows was a really awesome thing to see. Even if, you know, the the character is one of those that just makes you want to see her get her ass kicked all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the line that I wrote down, because and I can't remember if uh, it was Veda or Val who said it, but uh, someone commentary as, you know, Steph comes out and cuts her promo about, being on Stand and Deliver NXT last year and being the best and and really sets the tone and you know solidifies her as the heel, so everyone will cheer for Sandra even more. Not that Sandra really needed that, but it helps. You know, might as well. Yeah. Any any little bit. Um and and someone on commentary said, Steph Delander, you're a cunt in the Australian way.
0: <laughs> Perfect yeah it's just okay that's that's yeah there it is <laughs> damn it i really need to watch this show back now i need to hear about beta <laughs> the, the commentary
1: um, yeah you, you'll you enjoy it just for the commentary yes um yeah so so this you know set very clear roles established for this one and uh a lot of action on the outside in the crowd and yes. you know, the crowd obviously very behind sandra um i guess you know you were there what was mm-hmm. that like? You know, when things kind of spilled out there.
0: I mean, it was raucous. Like it, how I came across on the screen was just, it was exactly the same, but louder in a, in a lot of ways. Like people yeah. were definitely uh, wanting to see Steph get hers. The
1: the live action version of uh, I, I mean. I wasn't there, but I did get to watch j Rose say "Move your shit and take your shit and move." Oh
0: yeah, several times. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, plenty of moments in, in, yeah. in the show. Yeah, we're, um, where we're just that scratching the surface. We we'll get to those in the later matches. Yeah. We, oh my god, we will. Uh, pray for Bandit. Um, oh yeah. So, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just like. <sighs> chaotic in, in a lot of ways and, and you would expect nothing less with with either of these two talents center you know um steph can be a bit more controlled in how she doles out violence but sandra is just you know lightning in a bottle yeah. is is her nickname for a reason you know and and it came out in, in that same way you have two very very hard hitting women in this match just smacking the crap out of each other um and then the, and then Steph ends up uh, getting the win in kind of a, an odd way, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, just absolutely plants her.
0: Yeah, just yeah, just drives her down.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, big moment for her. Um, Sandra looked fantastic, even on the loss. Um, so yeah, good stuff. And Steph Delander clearly, you know, building momentum with her GCW run. So makes sense.
0: Of course. Of course. The, the, the booking makes sense in that way, but I don't think Sandra lost anything from, no. from this match no. at Sandra's all not by
1: her loss in any way. No. Um, even if I think, uh, you know, selfishly we both would have picked Sandra if we could, <laughs> but nothing against Steph. She did great.
0: No, not at all. They were both outstanding. The, this match was, was really, really fun. And, uh, and I don't know. I like. I was happy to. No matter what Steph does, like I obviously as a as someone that is watching the show as a fan and just getting lost in the show, yeah, I'm in. I'm booing Steph in the building, right? But right. at the same time, underneath those feelings, like there's, a, I still feel this immense sense of pride to see her yeah. get get this moment on a show like this. We're as
1: well. booing, and it is part of us being proud and supportive exactly it's it's kind of like um I mean it's it's not exactly the same but it is it is kind of like the uh you suck chance turning into a positive thing for Kurt Angle it's we're leaning into what the character is because that's part of the game for yeah. our role as fans for for being a live crowd and and helping them tell the story in that way but
0: you know we still love him exactly exactly um and that also is kind of a bit of the story with our, our next match. Yeah. Fred Rosser and Karim. So
1: this is the first time I've ever seen Karam. Hmm. Um, okay. So I, I've, I, the name sounded familiar and I think I've maybe spotted him, his name out there or maybe clips or something, but I've not really watched a Karam match. Um, I've, you know, seen a lot of Fred Rosser from his original run to today and got to interview him a while back. He's a sweetheart. Um and yeah, so I I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, but this was a much different but very good match in its own way.
0: No, it definitely was, and and this match was really about this, the story of the competitors that were in it. Obviously, Fred, yeah. a history maker, uh, you, you know, whenever he came out in 2013 while under contract at WWE, you know, as Darren Young, yeah, um and. Obviously, he's been on such an amazing run over the last year to two years since coming back and kind of wrestling a bit more full time in in a way, especially with New Japan, you know, winning the New Japan strong overall title. This
1: this late stage of his career, not that not that his legacy wasn't great already. Um, I think his impact in WWE was already, you know, a lot to very deservedly hang his hat on. Um, but you know, he decided he wanted another push and it's really been great to see his character and his skill continue to grow um in this run.
0: Yeah, I mean his rivalry with Tom Lawler over that open weight title on New Japan Strong it was yeah, something that is that if you have not seen those matches, you need to seek out and watch those matches. It's a completely different side of Fred Rosser that you th- thought you would see. in in a lot of ways he's done so much to like switch up and and expand his his wrestling repertoire um and it's and it's amazing to see it and worth mentioning that
1: rosser is one of the trainers at the la dojo now yes and involved in training at the la dojo now and so you know making his mark and continuing to grow his own skill and his own career but also you know laying the foundation and helping the stars of tomorrow and helping people continue to get better in their own ways.
0: How cool is it that we have an out LGBTQ person helping train people at a new Japan dojo now?
1: It's, it's a little surreal on its own, right? It's, it's a little wild. Um, but yeah, you know, I love it.
0: It's amazing. And then on the, on the opposite side, on the opposite side of Rosser in this matches as Karam, someone who just recently came out. Yeah. And is being able to kind of celebrate that for the first time on a stage as big as a sold out big gay brunch. Yeah.
1: Um, we'll I'll get to that a little bit more when we get to the end of this match, because he, he had some stuff to say afterwards and it was really fantastic. But yeah. Bell to Bell, this one was was hard hitting. It was stiff, it was just so good.
0: Yeah, you saw the uh the the New Japan influence. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. a, that this, Fred has brought. This
1: it look, if you're looking for the strong style match on this card, it's here.
0: Yes, it definitely is. And honestly, that style is very much in line with Karim's style. You know, like yeah. I haven't seen like I've I've seen a, a, a decent amount of, of Karim um here and there, but and and but and so whenever this match was announced, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be they're just gonna this is just gonna be slapping meat. This is just gonna be people knocking people's blocks off for about yeah. 10 minutes. And that's exactly um, what we got. And it was perfect. We do get,
1: you know, Karam antagonizing the crowd on his way out. And as the match gets rolling, um, Ross are definitely playing up, you know, the the being the fan favorite here. Um Did the millions of dollars primetime players staying in the crowd of course, <laughs> uh, with one of the fans. It was a great moment. Um So yeah, it's very much, you know, setting the tone. And once the bell sounded, they were just off to the races.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did get a night, nice, a fun little moment of levity in in amidst all of the the ham bones being thrown, though, with Hiram uh, getting his ass out and 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 then like a true heel, like a true bad guy, he put it away. Yep, yep. Like just ah, uh, I wanted to boo louder. You got to pay for that. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> you got to pay to see that. That's right.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was a great fun moment. And it it definitely it can help to have, you know, those lighter things in a stiff match like this that kind of give the crowd a chuckle, but also it gets right back into the violence.
0: It plays into the spirit of the event, right? Because the big gay yeah. brunch is it, it's about having fun, celebrating the community, but also and featuring like hard hitting wrestling. And it's also about feeling
1: safe doing spots like that. Yes. Feeling safe in an environment where you know that it's not going to be, you know, whether that safety is the performance you're working with or the venue or the crowd, all those pieces that make, you know, maybe people question whether or not they want to take a step like that at a certain other show, whatever it happens to be. Whereas this is an environment where you can do stuff like that and have fun, you know, we'll get the right reaction from people who understand what is going on.
0: Exactly. And and I love that this show fosters that environment for people. And it's, oh God, this is so good. Um, yeah. Rosser gets the victory here over over carom And then we get to the, the post match, which is, um, you know, the one thing I love about the big gay brunch and, and queer events as a whole. This goes out like the same thing it goes with like pro wrestling vibe and, and, you know, Hood Slam and Pride Style and, and, the, and all the various companies that have heavy lgbtq influence to them in a way is that you have these very poignant moments where people that haven't really gotten a chance to like share of themselves get a chance to do that in a very very um authentic way way. yeah yeah and we got both Um, from rosser and Karim on this yeah i i
1: I wrote down the line because it was just so perfect so i mean Karim obviously very much playing the asshole heel throughout this match and leaning into that role. And the crowd was all for it and everybody's into it. And Karen gets on the mic afterwards and goes, I know I was a real piece of shit for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) 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 And it just, it cracked it. Like it, it lightened the mood just the right way. And it's okay. Let's we're, we're out of that mode. Let's switch. And, and he gets, you know, a really great moment to talk about, the power of being able to feel like he can be completely himself. And, you know, we we have all love and world for him and love to see people getting to have these moments.
0: Yeah, like it was a really, it was powerful in, in, in the moment there. Like, there were, mo- like, there were multiple times during, during the show where, like, I could, f- like, feel myself starting to get, like, emotional and, like, starting mm-hmm. to like, tear up a little bit. That was one of them. Just, like... Yeah, it was...
1: It was this one, the tech screen one, I was a puddle. I was, yeah.
0: I had, I had to stop and watch
1: the show later. I was, <laughs> now, I, that was not the reason I stopped watching, but, <laughs> but I did end up finishing the show later because, yeah, I, that, that one was overwhelming in a great way. Um, and so it was this. This was a very touching and powerful moment to see.
0: No, it was. And then, of course, I was very happy that uh, Fred led uh, the crowd in the millions of dollars chant again at the end Yeah, like that was yeah. just that yeah. was just a lot of fun give, to, to participate in give the people what they want <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. no um so speaking all of right. violence that's yeah i just looked at i, I have the card up uh, beside me here just to refresh my memory and uh yep yep uh i'm glad that bandit is is still alive after Allegedly. this match, but Jesus Christ. Sawyer, um, Wreck, and Kid Bandit.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> for, for those who know who Sawyer, Wreck, and Kid Bandit are, that is really all you have to say.
0: Um, Bandit but, really needs but, to stop but, making a trend out of big gay brunch appearances. Just be like her like knocking on death door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I mean, really set the tone when Bandit sticks the barbed wire keyblade out the curtain, and we all go, oh, that's what this is going to (laughs) be. As If you weren't weren't already sure, it's just that confirmation of, yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what's going to happen.
0: All you needed to know was that she was facing Sawyer Wreck, and you knew that what that was going to be for people that are familiar, obviously. But yes, barbed wire keyblade in hand. Jesus Christ. This, okay.
1: and look, when when you say barbed wire keyblade, you think, oh, so they're gonna like build up to using the barbed wire keyblade? No, it's in like the first six or five, like sixty seconds, maybe.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's immediate. It's it's literally immediate. It's, you get a keyblade straight into it. <laughs> just keyblade to the head. Yeah just, just there's there's an early DDT on the barbed wire keyblade. Yes, like even worse, like the, the barbed wire starts to unravel off of it a little bit, so you're yeah. gonna get caught on like I was, was getting caught, caught on bandits gear, sawyer's hair. Scalp and like, hair. Yeah, just like just ripping shit and like goddamn. And of yeah, course, so. like this is this devolved into deathmatch. Of course. Um, which of um, course it was always going to. You know,
1: lots of chairs, lots of lots of barely workable chairs that I'm not sure why it was
0: still under the rain. <laughs> I will say whenever Sawyer pulled out that chair that was just mangled and crushed, like that got a big pop in the building. <laughs> I imagine because it's very funny. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck is this? And like, yes. well, none of us know. Fuck it.
1: I did have a brief moment where she was setting up the table, the, the door chair table, as is the mainstay of indie shows now, because doors are cheaper than tables. Um, is it she set up with one chair and I went don't use the broken one <laughs> she did not but I had that feeling because I've been to shows where they did that yes yes I, I mean that I, was a, I've yeah, seen I'm glad I've seen happen. questionably stable door tables <laughs> and so I was glad she pulled out a, a more less broken chair for that
0: but the thing is, like, even with a more stable chair, that didn't necessarily uh, result in a in a better landing for Bandit. As Bandit went for that that hurricane run off the turnbuckle, got caught, and then power bombed off the apron to the floor through a table, and just through through like the back half of the table exactly. Barely, yeah, which just... immediately shattered and went.
1: Sorry, we're not protecting you at all. Yeah, Crashly concrete
0: just fl- just flipped over on top of her. As she's just hit the floor with the, that was probably like the worst like thud I heard. Yeah, all all week down in the, Um, we we also got uh the uh
1: is that a fucking razor scooter? Um, Hell <laughs> well, like- yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! God damn! Like, gee, what are we doing? It's a razor scooter assisted six one nine. Well, welcome I to los say, angeles
0: i love it i will say welcome to the west coast i saw billy dixon shout out to razor ramona the the former like uh razor scooter that that billy used uh on primetime shows a, mm-hmm. a number of years back but billy never used it as a weapon especially when it's uh, feeding into its reputation as the fucking shin killer of all shin killer toys yeah really and and using it as a tripping hazard against Sawyer, Bandit it was a great realized thing. it perfectly. It's a great way, yes, to, to
1: bring it into the action. And uh, yeah, the the using it to trip Sawyer up, and then the Razor scooter assisted six one nine huge pop for me. And then of course, kid died going through the table, but somehow the match wasn't over.
0: No, no, Sawyer wasn't ready yet. Sawyer had to put no. Bandit through another door looking for some choke bombs um bandit did get a stunner a little bit later
1: and sawyer flicked her off and ate another stunner but uh (laughs) kid went for that phoenix splash and no water in the pool
0: no water in the pool at all but, and, but know, it was really cool to see to see her attempt that because I know part of the conversation with her around her transition was that you know like she was very public about like you know I might have to switch up my wrestling style I might not yeah. be as the flippy kid bandit that all she of all sure in love she would with.
1: have the the strength to be able to pull off the same moves just because exactly of the physical changes
0: yeah but to see to see her like like bring out that phoenix splash again that that yeah, was really to awesome able to, to see it. yeah and i'm sure that um, was probably a big moment for her just being able to pull that off
1: yeah yeah it was a great spot and then right into the uh choke bomb through the door Yep. and uh the the jackknife stack pin um <laughs> which i i took a screenshot of sent to my boyfriend and said god i've seen what you've done for others and i want that for me love it <laughs> It's great stuff this, this this match was fantastic I, exactly I both and yeah. it was it was everything it's expected to
0: be so mm-hmm. yeah wonderful debut for Sawyer wreck on the big gate brunch too um oh yeah for sure yeah it's awesome awesome match and, and, I, and a big I, win I, and bandit i hope that you are are okay <laughs> i just i hope you are okay hope you're
1: recovering take another ice bath whatever helps.
0: yes exactly You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at Sarah in the Check out independent for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBT RingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTV LGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at TV. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. Check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderBoyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, That's that brings us to our uh big multi-person match for the day and one that um I will admit I had some some combating allegiances here. East Coast versus West Coast. Uh we yeah, have bet- I the, I'd imagine um, this would really pull you in every direction. I took look okay, I'll pull back the curtain a bit. I went to the Gay Young Classic on Friday night, right? And mm-hmm. you know, they're there are wrestlers at that show, and multiple people are asking me like, "Whose side are you on?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "I am
1: abstaining. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm on. I'm on the side of I want to enjoy the show. Everyone um, have fun. And it's not safe for me to answer this question. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's, like I live like on the before. west coast. <laughs> I live on the west coast now. I love it out here. Uh, it, it is home. But at the same time, like I'm i'm a I'm a Georgia baby, like yeah, Atlanta holds my heart in its hands, you know and like I mean, so
1: you know Ashton anchoring things,
0: yeah, and it's yeah this, this it's hard to pick it's very hard to pick, but what we did get though was an outstanding match oh, uh, yeah. Team West Coast uh captained by one anton Voorhees of of the caution
1: uh a perfect uh, choice,
0: yes, exactly just, just perfect. The team of uh, Money, Power, Respect, uh, Fabuloso Fabricio and Marco Mayor, uh, DeShade, uh, the King of Yeet Mountain, and Abigail Warren La Bruja. someone who uh, I've been singing the praises of for a while up here in the Pacific Northwest and Northern California. Um, Abigail is outstanding. It was really cool to see her get this spot on the show at the team east coast uh represented by captain ashton star as you mentioned before uh dylan mcqueen who uh i will say um one of the most chaotic people i have ever encountered in or out of a pro wrestling event and i absolutely adore dylan oh my god uh rico gonzalez I'm, becca go and aaron Rourke. i'm i'm like cackling uh, uh underneath
1: because i love dylan so much he's such a sweetheart he is just chaos incarnate yes yes um i i got to to see dylan live at uh uh uncanny attractions mm. um return in austin and that was a fantastic show and got to talk to him a little bit and yeah dylan's dylan's hilarious um but he's he's so sweet and so supportive I I just I cannot sing Dylan's praises enough Um, and I absolutely adore getting to see you know his hard work paying off and he's really continuing to get to raise his stock and put his name out there so I was very excited for that
0: (laughs) yes it was awesome awesome to see I'm curious to ask before we get into the action here because there is a lot of action Um, what do you think of of Ashton Star's like new era what do you think of the of the new look Um, I'm curious to see where it
1: goes yeah. Um I'm it was definitely uh I think you know it's a big change um but I mean Ashton's gorgeous either way. And so it's I'm very interested to see how, you know, he continues to evolve the character um in this kind of new era. So.
0: Yes, yes. I I am as well. Um but yeah, this match just all action like for yeah, this, this so match was wrong. as chaotic
1: as Dylan is. Yeah,
0: um, it was.
1: It, it was, there's so many great people in this, a lot of talent in a match with a lot of people involved. Um, everyone was fantastic here. Um, some who I've seen a little bit of and some who I've seen almost none of. Um, the, uh, I think the person that impressed me most was Abigail Warren. mmm um, who I've seen a little of, but this was, I think, the most of a match that I've seen of hers. And she really was perfect in that role as as one of the powerhouses in this match. And just some great stuff. Um, but, I mean, everyone was killing it through this one. And it's it's a 10-man tag, or a 10-person tag. And so it's going to be extremely chaotic. It's going to be hard to follow. And... It's gonna have some fantastic moments where, you know, one team gets their taunt moment and then everything goes to hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, all of all of the the dive sequences, all of the the teamwork sequences in this were outstanding. And, and some big moments of people just getting pancaked. Just oh, like yeah. big
1: power moves.
0: Yes. Throughout yes that 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 new um that new double team move that NPR broke out um oh yeah, on Ashton just looks fucking brutal um, um there
1: there was a moment uh the couple of the moments that stood mm-hmm. out to me from from commentary um or one that stood out for me from commentary was uh I think it was Abigail and Becca were going back and forth about the hat, yes, and uh someone on commentary said all's fair in love and hat. <laughs> and and shortly thereafter um we get a hilarious moment where uh dylan comes in being you know a little bit of an asshole like he can be if he wants to be he's twerking on him says how's your first day going sweetheart and (laughs) abigail just glasgow kisses him to death Fuck yes (laughs) and he's gone (laughs) how's your going sweetheart (laughs) And then, and then a little bit later we had back and forth between Dylan and Anton and we got the eat his ass chant. Yes, we did. Shout out for that.
0: I will (laughs) say for, for a weekend where two separate shows, we got a, we want asshole chant going shout out to Fairbones, sexy, 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 (laughs) um, Yes, of course we were gonna get some kind of ass eating spot somewhere on this card. And I love to happen. I love that Anton leaned completely into it, literally. Just like bending over and just like waiting for it. (laughs) Just like come on. It's just fantastic. Um (laughs) and, and
1: and is a sign of how much more fun and how much better these crazy moments are when they're actually queer people. Yes it's it's oh we're it's we can do it it's it's part of the game we don't we know what we're doing we're all having fun everybody involved is is aware of what's going on and like it's never the joke it's yeah no do it yeah we're all serious eat his ass right yeah, now go for it right now right in now. Middle of the ring <laughs> the
0: Please. rest of
1: them can beat each other up y'all do whatever there's, there's enough people in this match they can be wrestling while y'all do this i don't see a problem <laughs> <laughs> and 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 i mean you know then dylan and anton were making out later
0: yep Uh, yes god anton hopping onto dylan and just wrapping his legs around him just like uh. i I have to shout out their production and
1: also shout out their dylan and anton's willingness to go absolutely all the way in with making out like that Mm because i tried to capture a screenshot of it and i mean it's you can see their tongue sticking out as they're making out. <laughs> it's, it's really just a perfect encapsulation of that moment.
0: I love it so much. God. Um,
1: and, and yeah, th- this was just such a fun match. Everybody involved really killed it. And then uh, Poyo decided to try and get involved.
0: Yes, poor Poyo. And
1: unfortunately for Poyo, that usually doesn't end well.
0: No, it, it did not end well this time either. Poyo just getting splatted. Yeah. By the enti- um, almost the entire get, East Coast team gets gets
1: shield power bombed. Yes. <laughs> um and then uh one of the moments that I think I got a clip of but I haven't had time to go through the footage and and post it yet. But I think the craziest like a lot of crazy moves in this match and one that I think is not the first time Anton has done it, probably not the first time I've seen him do it, honestly, but it pops me insanely, is his fucking deadlift delayed rope-walk German.
0: Fuck yes. That How is that even is so,
1: possible? That
0: move is so fucking sick. I I I've saw it uh, at, at Hood Slam shows, obviously, and then at the Cascadia show that we did last September, like him and Parm, that, that whenever he broke that out against uh, it's Parm, Uh, just you seeing it live like you it it makes it even more unbelievable because your brain doesn't even
1: want to process it it's just yeah that that's not how that's supposed to work exactly not how ropes work
0: yeah and him hitting that oh my god
1: it was just it was amazing it's a great great moment um Mm. just just fantastic
0: you were about to say something else though i i wasn't i was just letting you go oh okay okay no you're fine this is cool um but yeah no like hitting that on ashton and then dropping ashton with the hook shot to finish him off yeah like perfect perfect way to to finish that off there's no other way and that that match should end
1: yeah and anton getting the win is perfect for this it's that's exactly exactly what it needs to be and you know We'll do, maybe we'll do East versus West in Philly next year. Who knows?
0: Maybe there's always, there's always ample opportunity for a return match there. always
1: possible. Anything can happen. Never say never.
0: Yeah. I will say I am waiting for the singles match between Anton and Ashton to happen. Oh, absolutely. Like that needs to happen somewhere.
1: That's, that's a main event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, West coast reigns Supreme West coast, best coast. Um well I mean they're in the West Coast, so I mean use your home field advantage, take your win. Exactly. And but just just so trust me, go back and watch the whole event, but if you only have time to watch one match, watch this one. Yeah um just to start off with. Because trust me, like they're like it is just completely if, and I
1: think especially if you don't know if you feel like you don't know enough about West Coast wrestling, yes start here. Yes. Start here. There's plenty of other stuff to get to. Lots and lots. But start here and let this set the tone and help you
0: understand what's special that's going on on the West Coast. That's why I was really happy to to see so many of the other of talents on this show, because like West Coast pro wrestling, West Coast indie wrestling doesn't get doesn't always get the same love that, yeah. that a lot so of other regions is...
1: do. I, I'm glad that we saw this year something that is had gotten better in recent years um, that I think we saw in Dallas as well, which is striking the balance between it being Mania Weekend, and obviously you want to bring in all the big names and you want to bring in all the big stars, but you're coming into a local indie infrastructure. You're coming into a scene that the people who were there all year have built the foundation that everyone coming in for Mania Weekend gets to plant all their flags on. And so in the same way that this a lot of the Dallas shows were able to succeed in being able to highlight local Texas talent against international and national names, we got to see some of that here where local West Coast talent who have been holding the fort down get their spotlight against the big names that everybody's used to seeing everywhere.
0: Yeah, I honestly looking at the card right now. Every match except for the main event, like featured a West Coast talent, and that's yeah. amazing to see. Like that, you had that there, and that they, you know, they belonged on that on that stage Absolutely. too. No, no one looked out. And of proved place. It. nothing
1: felt forced. It it everyone stepped up and did their job as as expected.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was just it's, as someone who has been clamoring for the West Coast scene for mm-hmm. for a number of years now um like it I love to see that spotlight shine. Oh wait never mind. I take that back. Why did I say not the main event? Dark Sheik's at the main event. The fucking queen oh, yeah, of, of West Coast wrestling. My apologies Sheik. Um of course. So every because, every every match because on somewhere the somewhere in
1: our brain Dark Sheik is just like international superstar yes who, who deserves the world. So we exactly. Forget. God. But, yeah. Um, but yes. But yeah, this this was a fantastic East versus West match. Everyone really killed it and
0: uh right into a whole <laughs> different kind of match. Max the Impaler versus Vipress. Oh man. Yeah. Um this was kind of a continuation of the last time we saw Max um at Mania Weekend Big Game Brunch. Um mm-hmm. because at, at that show in Dallas, uh they absolutely uh <laughs> <laughs> Murdered Edith surreal, um, and uh, in in this one they basically did Murdered very similar other. things to Vipres. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean,
1: you don't beat Max, you survive, Max. Yes, <laughs> and and Vipress did somehow survive because yes, they beat the fuck out of him. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Vipers survived. Vipers was I, another person I was very, very happy to to get uh, a spot on on this show. Um, yeah, because Vipers has been doing outstanding things out here in the Bay for for a while now, and, and um, especially with Hood Slam and yeah, a lot of fun moments
1: throughout this one. And uh, I think I think the moment that popped me as you know someone who understands the the bit of it is Vipers grabbing a venue chair. And a fan like holding onto it tightly, like, no, they're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, not the venue chairs. Yes.
0: I was we just waiting the
1: to UCC. see. Don't get us in trouble.
0: I was waiting so for pretty. Brett. I was waiting for Brett to come out and say something
1: eventually. <laughs> just like that, that one time. Can, Mance, can you please stop breaking the fucking chairs? <laughs> And, and immediately cut to me. I didn't break him. I didn't break none of them. I said, that...
0: <laughs> "Sorry, guys." No. Oh, damn. Oh. oh, so good. But yes, yeah. one a moment for in this match that, that really like popped me. Um, kind of in the the post a bit, I believe uh, was, uh, Viper's. You know, because Viper's is very like can be a very sexually charged character, right? Yeah. And then you see the moment where she uses tries to use that with Max um and kissing Max and Max just does not know what to do with this. Yeah, Max like, is
1: <laughs> is more like like confused cryptid yeah than, than anything else. It's just like <laughs> why is why is this creature touching me like this?
0: <laughs> yeah, like all they know to do is just to like respond with with like ah, violence. <laughs> sounds like a reason to murder you, not yes. that I needed another. <laughs> but then we did get the wonderful moment post-match with, with Vipris and Amy um getting a chance to make out a la a- Anton and Dylan um, um to an extent. And, and the fantastic visual
1: shout out the GPW production of the The feed of that was them making out and then Max just in the background kind yes. of out of focus, looking over like what the
0: fuck is going on? <laughs> just the confusion <laughs> on Max's face. I, d- I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but what Max does understand is taking trophies and I love the Absolutely. continuation of this yes. whole like Palm Harajuku saga in Tokyo Joshi Pro seeing, that we saw now with uh, Max Ta- leaving the ring by carrying Viperous out on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it, it was all it was all really perfect.
0: Yes. Um, was, also, uh-huh. want to
1: shout out uh, Viperous putting her hair up during the Fuck match.
0: Yes. Oh At my this- god. Just, the res- no, no, we're gonna go. <laughs> the response from the crowd, whenever she a did a huge that, pop for putting her hair up. Oh my god, it was just like, all right, let's fucking go. Like that everybody was just fucking right back into this shit. It was like, yeah, motherfucker. Yes, damn, It was so good. Um, but yeah, Max gets the win with a very heavy, 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 heavy clothesline. Yeah, um, I think it was a wasteland and
1: a stiff spitting clothesline right after it. And yeah, know, that's you know, Vipress Vipers did great. But you don't beat Max. You survive. And exactly. She lives to fight another day. So, <laughs> and got her kiss afterwards. So Yes. You know, all, she all definitely did.
0: Yes. Love it. Uh, and that brings us to our main event. The, the War Gaze match. Uh, uh, yeah. Between uh, Thrusty, uh Dark Sheik, Catch and Effie. Uh, against uh, Charles Mason, Harrow, and a reluctant mercenary, in one Billy Dixon. Yeah. Um, obviously this is, you know, I in my conversations with Effie on this show around very, you know, since the beginning of the big gay brunch, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about like, you know, transitioning the event from just a showcase into a place where we can tell stories to, right? Yes. And this was the kind of like the first like big, big, big like storyline heavy match that that we've seen at a big game brunch that also utilized a lot of regular gcw shows to tell its story as well yeah. like there's this there's been like this month-long saga obviously between um bussy and charles mason and then Sheik, you know dating back to last year at, at in dallas you know where Sheik and mason fought and mason like tried to hang cool, her man. in a match
1: like, and some of this also even goes back to the saga of Straight Bill. It does. It does. Yeah. A- and seeing Billy, you know, tap into something else, but you know, much more reluctant at this point. Um, really struggling to fulfill the role he's found himself trapped in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and of course, Perro alighting with with Mason, um, made so much sense during that and, and that commentary issue. Um,
1: Constantly hyping up perro's such an asshole. He's he's like the worst of our community. All he wants to do is just destroy us. I mean, he's great. We love him. He is a fantastic part of our community, but he's so mean.
0: <laughs> Not wrong. Um yeah,
1: very, so very true. mean. Very, very that. Um, I so first off, shout out the wet ass pussy yellow brick road remix.
0: Of course, always
1: just, just gold every time. Um, and not that it's surprising, but I love Dark Sheik doing her standard in ring like apron entrance motion, but to the beat of that. Instead. Yes,
0: so it looks just a little different. It's a bit more like, like kind of smooth in a way, you yeah. know, like, um, yeah, it feeds then, right into uh, the vibe. So um, I know you're not
1: fully caught up on it, so you won't entirely get this reference. But the when Perro and Mason and Billy come out, I was like, "Oh, so the Imperial gays have arrived? The Empire gays, <laughs> <from> Star Wars?" <laughs> because there are a handful of characters in Andor and Mandalorian that are definitely bad guys, and like, look, they don't say canonically they're gay because the story that they're telling with that character that's not a part of it but you can feel it in the room and and one of them is Katie O'Brien who is uh, fantastic and is queer and uh has gotten to take on like a bigger role in Mandalorian season 3 and so empire gaze is a very like
0: the evil gaze have arrived <laughs> I love the description. I love it because it does. It did. It fit the vibe. Like as soon as yeah. as soon as they're and, coming out, and like... and Billy
1: is the reluctant one. He doesn't really want to be a part of it, but he's had to make the decisions. He's had to make, and we understand that, even if we're upset too, with him. Yeah,
0: exactly. And 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 you can. And the beautiful thing about like Billy's performance throughout this match is that you can you see that constantly yeah. in him. You see the conflict. There. You see the grimace
1: every time Dark Sheikh takes a move. Every time Effie takes a move, yeah.
0: He he doesn't. Those are
1: his people. He wants to be with his people, but you know, as the story is, his mother's in the hospital, and he needs. He's he's made this agreement, and it is what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just, it's. He has to find a way to to kind of rectify all of these these feelings and he gets that moment finally when you see like the moment i saw billy dixon start like hyping up a hot tag and like just beckoning mason over i'm like oh this and they had
1: absolutely like leaned into this leading up to that moment like mason charles mason is he's he's very good at what he does yes and so so moments like um Early on, of course, they're just being an asshole to Billy and trying to get Billy involved and force him to do something. And at one point, I think Mason says, "Yeah, that's a good boy." And yep. I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, you. yeah!" And I think God that's when the it. "fuck
0: you, Masons" chant started because yep. that's
1: absolutely what you're aiming for there.
0: God. Uh, that and then, like be- before the match started, where he was talking about how, like, he was so happy that he could help he, that he could sell out the straight, the, sell out the show by being the straight person in in the main event. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, God damn it!
1: It's, he does it so well because because we hate uh, him.
0: Yeah, he knew the role. That's he, right. He, God he damn. he knew his part he played it so fucking well and i love that that moment when billy's like hyping up the hot tag and mason goes to die for it and then just fucking hand goes back double birds and it's just fuck you you're like i feel
1: like like yeah, the truth mason and perro yes and, and then commentary shout out to them for highlighting as someone who's not been watching every gcw show lately i haven't been able to and so it, commentary pointing out you know the contract was to fulfill the obligation to be in the match. He did that. Yep. Obligation
0: fulfilled. <laughs> Fuck you. Time to lose. <laughs> and then it basically turns into a four on two from, yeah. from there on out. And Perro and Mason. And, and I mean, Perro was offense. seven people. So they did yes. not have the advantage still. <laughs> no, they did not. But, um, you know, a very, very Jesus Christ bloody Effie. Oh um, yeah. Effie's just just drenched
1: in blood. Like we're like the Solid red by the time the match ended. Yes, like this no, match, There's like, no, no visible skin
0: left on his face. No, there's there's an image going around Twitter that haunts my dreams now of like a close up on on, oh, on that, Effy's that, face. That
1: blurry cryptid. Yes, Effy face.
0: <laughs> it's like something out of a fucking A24
1: film. I I quoted that was like uh. I was like, "Ah, yes, we need more queer cryptid representation." <laughs>
0: But like the the ladder comes out and more weapons come out and yeah. finally like we get this moment of pure bliss of seeing Mason and and Perro just eat everything from from the from Thrussy and yeah. we get that that moment of triumph with them and to and the celebration and some, afterwards some great
1: stuff throughout um Ugh. I the we always love to see. You know, Sheik facing off with Mason and doing the Johnny Cage splits, punch to the dick. Oh, yes. Always great. Um, like you said, lots of weapons, lots of violence. Effie just kind of chunking chairs into the ring at one point. Mm-hmm. But of course, Perro ends up just wailing on him. Um, Dark Sheik hit a coast-to-coast Van Daminator. Hell fantastic. yeah. Yes. And um, Mason comes in and kind of suddenly hits that spinning tombstone. And it's, oh my god, it's, that was... It's like like fuck is it, it no not like this <laughs> and billy stops the count by grabbing the ref's hand Yep. and huge reaction and i think uh i can't remember who got hit with the spinning tombstone but they kicked out anyways that was Sheik. um sheik so i mean yeah. she kicked out but billy made sure that even if sheik wasn't able to kick out that was not going to be the end of it okay. we get the billy and mason stare down and mason immediately hits the low blow <laughs> because of course because of course yeah. Um. But yeah, all all building into uh, the Mason taking off the turtleneck. To which someone on commentary was like, "Does he does he lose powers?" I thought the turtleneck part of his strength. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe that was what cost him because it was it was downhill from there, and they got their moments. But yeah, that all leading up to that ladder and the uh, hitting pair with the ladder, and then the shield power bomb sack rider combo off the top. Yes, with the leg drop off the ladder and Ugh. all of them cover perro for the win as Mason looks on and realizes he fucked up.
0: Yeah, god, that that leg drop from Sheik was like I th- I don't know, like just I guess maybe like being in the building like it's like the height on that was just mm-hmm. like so
1: that much was more like this like like tall.
0: Yeah just fucking wild. They went, let's get a ladder. No, bigger. No, bigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, the like the biggest that, ladder uh, we have.
0: That moment all of them covering Barrow and then the you know, the all four of them standing there hand in hand raising raising their arms afterwards like I that there's no better visual for I think what the the uh the queer pro wrestling movement like, oh, yeah, represents than that picture of the four of them. And, um...
1: and, you know, I have nothing against Charles Mason. He played his role in this perfectly. And we appreciate his contributions to this story. But the perfect finish having all of them on paro, mm, taking yes. him out and really wrapping things up that, you know, thank you for your contributions. This is not about you. You can go whine in the back now, be your little whiny heel like you will. And, <laughs> and you know, Effie and everyone gets to have the moment afterwards. And we always, you know, tend to wrap up with Effie on the mic, kind of talking about the significance of these shows and a good little wrap up as always, you know, Effie talking about how important the show is and how great it is, but also trying to, as we can, as we're able channel the queer joy that we get as queer people from these shows into fighting for positive change and also other people who aren't queer who get to you know now see this and enjoy this who also need to take the joy that they're able to get out of this and channel it into their own ways of fighting for and protecting trans rights and queer rights in whatever way they can
0: Exactly. It's it's about building better allies. It's about you know highlighting the joy that our community feels, but at the, but at the same time, like understanding that there is still a fight to be had, and not letting that fight overshadow the fact that we can still feel joy. Exactly. You know that we can still experience yeah. that and share that just, with each other. Just
1: because we've got all this other shit going on doesn't mean we can't have our moments. And have our joy and have our performances and positivity. Exactly, it's in a lot of ways all of those things are even more powerful and rebellious by nature acts in a unfortunately world like we live in now.
0: (sighs) They they are and but you know that's kind of the story of our community is just rebellion and 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 an undying uh, drive to continue to make people understand that we're human too you know and and i love the fact that even on a pro wrestling show we get to deliver that message and that it can be as impactful as it is and it can drive itself home as as hard as it can you know yeah like think think about like when when we were younger and what pro wrestling represented to us and how it represented people in our community and you know and and those things and to see what it is kind of transformed into in the hands of queer people
1: it's it's truly night and day yeah in in the most true way like most extreme way because i mean personally my my queer representation in wrestling as a child visual example was Billy and Chuck. That was, yep. that's, that's all I knew. That's all I saw. And, you know, long before I was able to come out myself and kind of understand myself in that way. But, you know, looking back that those, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing Billy and Chuck and I was seeing kind of the remnants of what gold dust had been in the late nineties. Cause I didn't start watching until about 2000, but having gone back mid to late nineties wrestling is somehow even more homophobic than you remember. Mm, yeah (laughs) the the amount of f-slur chants that i've stumbled across is just it's it's not even surprising anymore um and so i mean that's that's something that would never be accepted at a show today less maybe an xpw show
0: well fuck xpw (laughs) exactly (laughs) so that's
1: that's, it's another sign against them if anything exactly Um, but but yeah you know that we really it's a whole other world than it used to be and like Effie said there's still more to do we still have further to go but we should pause and celebrate the progress that's been made and the moments that we get to have now
0: Yeah, we have we have to have those moments to remind ourselves of of the journey that we have been on and, and, and the changes and that we have been able to for. make. Yes, that the ability too. to have
1: these moments all the time, safely everywhere.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the whole reason why we had that opening in the first place with text, right? Yeah, you. We have to take these moments to celebrate where we've been and how far we've come. Because if we don't and we just stay entrenched in in the fight twenty four seven in that way, like. You lose sight draining. of things. It, yeah, it's, it is draining.
1: We, It's part of why we talk about, you know, it's just as important for allies to get involved in these fights because creep people are barely keeping their head above water in a lot of cases. And yeah. so, you know, there's only so much you can do. Everyone can only do so much and only fight so much and only have so much energy and time and effort to be able to Dig into this and do what they can, and that's why it is a collaborative community effort.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I feel like the perfect little coda on on this conversation, this event as a whole, is that not only is it great for empower, for like for like encouraging allies to become better allies and, and join this fight, or you know, restocking the gas tank for a lot of people in our community that are on the front lines of this fight, mm-hmm. but it's also a great um, showcase and an opportunity for people who, you know, haven't come out yet to have that moment and and feel empowered to do so. And I just want to take a second to shout out Akira who, you know, used like a tweet about the Big Gay Brunch to kind of like very like very cryptically um come out as as bi um post post that show. So, yeah, yeah shout outs to to Akira and that's really that all of this represents the power of what LGBTQ led pro wrestling can be and what it can do and i and yeah. i absolutely adore every everything about it it's just so good uh, so special yeah well that was big gay brunch six patches any uh any final thoughts on the event um when seven <laughs> hopefully september we'll yeah, cross fingers Oh no! The next one's in UK. The next one's the Big Air Branch UK in May. Oh, they're right. doing the one at TNT. Yeah, where they're going to have so their own Rumble match over there. Should be very fun. Yes.
1: So, yeah. so yeah, that's we've we've got more to come. You know, that's that's the nature of wrestling. Um, but you know, it is continuously great to see that having you know a show like this is not. Wow, we had our one show no this is just a
0: thing now we do this we keep doing it and it's a year-round thing mm-hmm. we got company we got companies that are doing this on a, on a weekly monthly basis now yeah and you know, the, and it K. Brunch
1: manages it, it gets to bit gets to be that a couple times a year spotlight and showcase but it is made possible by companies that are doing this day in and day out by queer led companies and by ally led companies that put queer people in the right places to influence them and create the kind of, you know, inclusive environment that it needs to be.
0: Yeah. And also like not to mention plenty of other companies that are not queer led that are highlighting those same talents as well. Like one thing that that I take that I really took away from, from WrestleMania week this year was that like, up and down, all of the like dozens and dozens and dozens of pro wrestling events that happened all around Los Angeles. Um, outside, I can count on like one hand how many of those shows did not feature a single queer talent. Yeah, it was like l- literally maybe like three, and whereas, but every, every other whereas, one,
1: whereas when it was going to be the first big gay brunch, I mean. What it was that card and two others, maybe? Like or so like I don't I don't really know. I would have to go back and look. But it's same definitely a lot more than it used to be. Yeah. Undeniably. It's it's grown. And you know, it's um kind of going back to a conversation I had with MB Young a long time ago. Um, that this is about, you know, there are gonna be places that are not gonna embrace it. And what you do is you just leave their ass in the dust. Fuck yeah. Because either they're going to realize that that's something they have to do because they're going to realize that there are fans and there are talents that they're not showcasing because of their choice not to be as inclusive. And either they're going to realize they're losing money and they're going to cave or they're going to keep losing money. And we're going to leave them behind and make a better business without
0: them. We're down that path now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's awesome to see. God, I love it. I love it so much. Patches, yeah. thank you so much for for coming on the show and uh, and running through this outstanding card with me once again. Um, thank let you for having me. Of course, let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can check out your work. Um, all of my
1: personal socials are at patches chance. Uh, at let them wrestle on Twitter and Instagram, and um, TikTok. Uh, that is most of where my wrestling content posting goes now, and we are continuing to slowly grow the site as we can, and you know, feature voices and spotlight things as best we can with the resources we have.
0: Awesome! Thank you again, Patches. My thanks to Patches again for coming on the show and running through this outstanding card with me again, helping me relive it countless times, uh, well, at least once of the countless times that I'm going to, um, because I got people that I'm, that need to see this show, and I'm not going to be shy about showing it to them. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's really one of the highlights of the weekend for me. So, yeah. Oh, well, one down. Uh, Hopefully we'll have another one of these post-WrestleMania Week shows uh, coming to you over the weekend. We will see, um, like once again, have to take care of the voice (laughs) or else I'm just going to blow everything out here. Um, Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, just outstanding stuff. Once again, so much amazing pro wrestling happening over that WrestleMania Week. Um, Catch up on shows that you missed. Um, Check out shows that that you are interested in for sure. Check out The Big Gay Brunch. Check out For the Culture. Check out a number of the stuff that that GCW is putting out there. I know a lot of what Circle Six did is up for free on YouTube right now. So there's a lot of stuff out there for any wrestling fan to find something to to revel in coming out of this week. And uh, we'll be here to talk about more of it crossing fingers just keep crossing fingers that the voice doesn't go i can feel it hanging on the edge (laughs) but um we'll save that for now and save myself for now um we will uh see you soon hopefully uh but until then y'all stay messy wash your hands wear your mask get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible same goes for monkeypox and um Shout out to the new American Deathmatch champion, Hoodfoot Mode Atlas, and rest in peace, SPO. Everybody's ready to
2: die. Bye. ready to die. Ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. She made a deal with the demon so a lover could live. with the moon is high and the devil is shot and stick. Movie less six six six